All Flavors Radio plays what you want to hear when you want to hear it 24-7. The best, <laughs> best radio station on the internet. All Flavors Radio. You find your passion not from what you do, but why you do what you do. Your motivation isn't going to come from what you do. Your motivation will come from why you must do what you do. It's great to have goals. It's important to have goals. You want to succeed at any level. It is essential you set goals. But why is it some achieve their goals no matter how big, but some never achieve their goals no matter how small? Tell me, why is it that some dive deep, head first into chasing their goals, but others seem to be stuck, always procrastinating, never taking action towards their goals? Those who achieve their goals have a powerful reason why they must achieve their goal. Those that fail, don't. They don't have a powerful reason. And when you don't have a reason why you must do something, you aren't really likely to follow through, are you? Because there are no real consequences to failure. It's okay to go back to average. What is your reason? Why is that a must? What are the consequences if you do not follow through with this? What is your life going to look like if you fail? What will it look like when you succeed? Hold that vision in your mind. You, after you have achieved this goal, what will it change in your life? How will it improve your character, your relationships, your finances, your life? Your reason might be linked to a negative or positive outcome. If I do this, how will it enhance my life? What will improve? Who will it help? Or if I don't do this, what will it cost me? How will I suffer? Who else will suffer if I don't follow through? Your why must be something that makes you move. It is the most powerful reason in your life. Why must you succeed? Why must you change? Why must you take action right now? Is it for your family? Is it for their future? Is it to inspire someone you love so they will be lifted by your example? What is your why? If you make excuses or procrastinate against doing something, it can only mean your reason for doing it is not powerful or meaningful enough. If it was life or death, you wouldn't procrastinate. You would just do whatever it takes to make it happen. So find your real reason why you want this so bad. Why do you want this goal? Why must you have it? If you find it, write it down and read it every day. This is your fuel. The fuel that will drive your success train right to your dream life. Most people are chasing the money, but the money will always run faster. You go and chase your why. You live your why and let the money chase you. The only way you can be great is to live your purpose. 
the only way to live your purpose is to find your reason why. That's all you need to achieve anything in life, a powerful reason. What is it for you? If your reason is powerful enough, you won't need any extra motivation. Your reason is motivation enough. Think about it right now. Why is it important you succeed? Why? Motivation will get you going. Your goals will keep you going. Your purpose will drive you home. And if your why doesn't make you cry, then that is not your why. When you feel like quitting, think about why you started. What was the reason? What are you doing it all for? Finding your reason why is essential if you want to achieve success. If you don't have a strong reason behind your actions, your actions are less likely to create quality results. If you do have a strong why, you have all the fuel you need to drive you forward to success. What's your why?
pleasant good evening. Here on All Flavours Radio. Welcome to the Drive Time. Let's talk Drive Time show. of Silk Sonic there Someone As Fly As Me and that song went out to DJ KJB as he requested that one tonight well I am Wimbo77 and I am Naturally Lily good evening everybody how are you all doing? how are you doing Lily? Uh, I'm okay I haven't feel, felt very well today I'm feeling oh, a bit ill no. it's horrible isn't really it? bad headache all day it's a bit hard because it's just a vicious cycle. It's almost yeah. like you put it down to this thing that's been hanging around for the past couple of years, but it just might be tiredness. It might, might be something oh, else, you know. Get my blood pressure or something like that. Hey, hey, but it's great to have you on. It's great to have you on. How are you doing, chat room listeners? How are you doing, All Flavours Radio Land? How are you doing, Tune In? How are you doing, Worldwide Listeners? And how are you doing, you silent listeners out there? Yes, it is 2022. <laughs> wow, you came around quickly, yeah. didn't it? Everyone said that. I don't think it did. I feel like 2021 really dragged. Do you think so? Yeah. No. It was not a quick year for me. Why? I don't know. I think because 2020. 2020, in my eyes, went really quickly. Yeah. Mainly because I was living my best life because I was working from home. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But yeah, no. It, <laughs> You're not joking. <laughs> I feel like it was a nice, not a nice year, obviously, was on lockdown or whatever, but I didn't mind that. Mm. Whereas last year, it was a headache a mixture of go to work don't go to work locked in the house not locked in the house not really much of a summer mm. and it was just a year of bleh. <laughs> lots of confusion and yeah, sickness we're still kind of there we're, we, we are actually now in our bubbles at school back really? to school today yeah so we're in our little pods is that what they call it or bubbles isn't it so you're in a bubble now yeah we're in bubbles well we're so. awaiting the um the What's it called? Announcement from Mr. Johnson this evening. Oh, is there an announcement apparently, tonight? Apparently, what I heard today yeah. was that um, from Friday, yeah. you cannot book to go to the cinema. Okay. And not because they're overbooked, because for some unexplained reason, they're all closing on Friday. The cinemas? Yeah. Interesting. Very, very oh. interesting. Let's try not to let that impact or impose on us because life does have to go on. And these are new measures. We've spoken on this show a few weeks ago about the mask situation. Let's just comply and let's mm. pray that we, we will see the tail end or the back end because it's only either going to get better or it's only going to get worse. Yeah. You know, so what's, what's our questions for um, today, Lily? So the question for today is, 
are the majority of women attracted to men with money? And this is based on a scenario. So we want to know from the audience, are the majority of women attracted to men with moolah? Mm. And the, the scenario was a young woman wanted a man to, provi- to provide for her, but says that if he's sick, she would find another man. <laughs> That was a scenario. So we will discuss that a little bit later on. So mull over that question. And we'll also go to our Facebook um, listeners to see how they felt and how they answered that question. Mm-hmm. Because it's uh, it's quite interesting because the article that I got from that is quite an early article from 2012. Okay. And it's amazing how roles have changed in that what, 10 year mm. Uh, span. My goodness, yeah, 2012. It's 10 years. 2012 was <gasps> 10 years ago, guys. Like I said, time is going so, wow. so fast. Shouting out, guys, to uh, all the DJs on the station, Sa- Saturday, Sunday, great stuff, DJs, as well as Mark Philogene, uh, DJ Slim, and LJ Original last night. You can catch DJ Lara as well tonight from 8 till 10. Um, but I think we will swiftly move on with our national day, naturally, Lily. I found this quite interesting, actually. Mm. World Hypnotism Day. Yeah. So today um, promotes World, World Hypnotism Day. It's the truth and benefits of hypnotism. The day is also aimed at removing the myths and misconceptions about hypnotism. Yeah. And there's a lot of people now that go into, as we'll go on to see, like hypnotherapy. Mm. So they use it more as a, a therapy. And not something, I mean, it can be used in a bad way, mm-hmm. but it can be also used in a very good way. The reason I found this funny is because yeah. I was actually going to do a course mm. um, for dental hypnotherapy, uh, dental hypnosis. Okay. So I'd be qualified to support dentistry and... Scared, what, for the scared people that are coming in, is it? Yeah, anxious patients. Yeah, I, I know autistic people are very scared of going to the dentist. Like, I don't think they're, they're they're not yeah they are scared they yeah. they don't get seen on um they don't usually get seen in general dentists and they don't get seen on main clinic they usually get seen in a special special care department yeah so I guess hypnosis might work with them so no. how is it defined then the the hypnosis so it says hypnosis is defined as a state of highly focused attention it is usually associated with relaxation and heightened suggestibility while some describe hypnosis hypnotism as being in a trance the person credited with developing a method for hypnosis is franz mesmer he was a german doctor who specialized in astronomy and he was born in in 1734 his development of hypnotism coincided with the enlightenment and the age of reason in the 18th century And I'd say that we are living (coughs) very much in a time now of enlightenment. There's lots of people on a very different spiritual journey. Yeah. uh, As opposed to going to church. They're Mm. on very varying different um, journeys when it comes to enlightenment and their spirituality. Uh I don't know if hypnotism is related to that. But as it said there, this this German Franz Mesmer... He said his developer of hypnotism coincided with that enlightenment is what you just said and the age of reason. Mm. And that was in the 18th century. So but do you I don't think, think it, went backwards? I don't think it means enlightenment in that way. I think, you know, when you, he was an 18th century, but like Buddha was someone that was trying to get to enlightenment. I don't yeah. think it's related, related in relation to that. I think it's enlightenment in the sense that 
people were seeing that there are other methods being used. Yeah. And they needed to be a bit more reasonable when it comes to okay. different methods that were being used. Yeah. I think that's what that's referring yeah. to. And I'll tell you something. I've been watching um, these documentaries on mental health institutions mm -hmm. and the way that they treated them back then yeah. compared to now. Oh, oh. Back then atrocious. it was just like a madhouse literally it was madhouse yeah. weren't it whereas now they actually are trying to treat the patients yeah supposedly treat the patient uh, well it's a lot better conditions yeah. because they just shove them all in one place the the therapies that they used to do i don't think they used hypnotherapy i don't think they used that in the hospitals those hospitals at the time no because more... a lot of the hospitals were run by the church okay oh they were and as as we can see it says many religious people believed hypnotism was steeped in the occult so that was yeah. definitely not something they would have wow. agreed with wow so it says today's professionals though they use hypnosis in psychotherapy mm -hmm. so what are some of the treatments leash so it's used to reduce anxiety <clears throat> treating phobias um there's an approach to weight loss as well um, I've heard a lot about um, hypnotherapy being used for weight loss. Mm. Quitting bad habits such as smoking, improving sleep, hot flashes. They do actually also use it. Um, yeah. I've seen it being used for um, recollection of memories. So, okay. you know, like in a crime that's been committed, yeah. if someone was a witness to the crime, sometimes mm. they can have a mental block because they're fearful of the person or fearful of the fact that that was in that situation they can get a physical mental block yeah um and they can use hypno psychotherapy to bring back the person's senses in that mm. moment which kind of helps them bring back the memory of what happened yeah yeah so i've seen that it being used in that way as well but it says despite the fact of hypno hypnotism um is embraced by the scientific and psychological fields, there are many misconceptions about it. Mm. And what are some of these misconceptions? So it says hypnosis is a state of unconsciousness or sleep. Mm. It, hypnosis is a form of mind control or brainwashing. These are the misconceptions. Um, it's possible not to wake up from a hypnotic trance. Hypnosis weakens the mind. Only, in hip only a hypnotist can induce hypnosis, which is mm. actually not true. Right. Well, they use it. Psychotherapists are using it, so they're not primarily a hypnotist, are they? No. If a psychotherapist is using that. No, and I think a lot of people, when they think of hypnotism, they think of looking to the eyes, not around the eyes, <laughs> not around, not looking straight into the eyes. They think of that or the the clock um, swinging. But there's yeah. loads of ways to induce someone into a, a state of hip. Do you know any? Do you know of any? I know there's a sound you can use. Okay. Um. There's a sound and sometimes, um, what was the other thing the person does? They get you to walk into a lake. This is what I saw the person doing. Okay. They get you to walk into it. So you close your eyes. Oh. You um, kind of weigh your breathing. So you like control you your back, breathing. Yeah. And then as you control your breathing, they say, oh, there's a lake in front of you. Yeah. I want you to look into the lake, feel the lake, smell the lake walk into the lake and as you're gradually walking into the lake and you get under the water yeah that's the point where they kind of get you to remember wow because i've done an nlp course that's neuro-linguistic program um, programming mm. course and they used it you uh, one of the methods used was using tvs so you see everything first in color then you go back 
and see everything else in black and white. Mm. And then people are able to access their memories, oh, wow. but also leave their, their memories behind. So that's quite interesting. Mm. I, I would have never linked the two, but obviously from you highlighting that just mm. now, then yeah. But then, yeah, I guess neurolinguistic programming is a form of retraining one's mind. Your mind, yeah. Yeah, so, wow. Because the whole purpose of it when it's used for the reduction of anxiety and phobia, for example, someone that's dental phobic, you're not going to take them straight into a dental surgery. You have to get them to feel comfortable in the environment before you bring them into the environment. So the whole role of the person that's doing the... Um, hypnotherapy is to get that person's mindset Mm. comfortable with the thought of the dentist because that's what a phobia is you have a fear of Mm -hmm. so the person might be have all round fear of dentistry they might have a fear of needles they might have a fear of their teeth being pulled like there's so different there's different types of fears and it's getting that person comfortable with the idea of it before actually trying to do the treatments there's no point in trying to do the treatment if someone's scared of it and it's actually that it could be the environment as well yeah so that just coming into the, yeah. into the surgery so the, the the reception and then going mm. into because it's a process isn't it yeah you know, that's one kind of example that we've we've used there yeah so it is how we observe it it's hashtag world hypnotism day and it says on this day many hypnotherapists are free semi-private hypnosis sessions or they offer free hypnosis sessions they also host webinars and educational presentations about the benefits of hypnotism and many organizations including the national guild of hypnotists the academy of professional hypnosis and national council for hypnotherapy organize special events to participate in this day so this is a national day i just thought that it was really quite an interesting one one because a lot of us do have misconceptions Mm. about these kind of, you know, we looked at winter I just, solstice. I find didn't we? that the misconceptions, though, are always based in religion. There's always a link to the occult, the church. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. to why there's no, why people just kind of put push it to the side because they, I find if they don't understand it, it's automatically wrong. Yeah. Because no one wants to... No, you're told not to do your research. And because you don't do your research, you don't know anything about mm. it. Because you don't know anything about it, you can't do your research. It's like a <laughs> cycle. But because there is that block there, mm. no one actually looks into it to see what it is actually about. Mm. Um, mm. Which and, is very interesting. And in this case, people are using it as a method for... To, to help through help them through different forms of anxiety mm-hmm. or um helping them to better themselves yeah i mean it can be used in a bad way and that's what the um the teacher in nlp says that some people can use it in a controlling way yeah. if they have that ability to but we want to see it being used in you know a, very, a good way and positive way yeah so in what ways then lily um, can we, you know, it says that there's, there are specific days that we can participate in if we wanted to. So what, what kind of things can we do? Um, well, it says to participate in this day, mm. you can learn more about hypnosis, the benefits of hypnotherapy. There's a BBC documentary called Science of Hypnosis and a docu-reality um, series called Hypnotise that you can watch. Um, so they're both produced by the BBC. Discover more about hypnotism. How much about 
what you know falls under misconceptions mm. and learn how to dispel them. So that's what we're saying when someone says that hypnosis, for example, is used to mind control or brainwash people. Um, I would argue then that you shouldn't watch television, but okay. Um, so yeah. learning how <laughs> to... that's the worst brainwashing machine, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, just sitting in front of it all day. Yeah. Um, so how can you find out about these misconceptions or how can you find out if what you think mm. is the truth is it actually a misconception and learn how to get rid of those ideas. And then finally, you can talk to someone who's received hypnotherapy and discuss how it helped them. So go yeah. and find an ex- someone with an experience. And I'm sure there's plenty of people, groups or whatever on Facebook that we, again, we can tap into Yeah. and see exactly that. Just type in hypnotherapy, maybe groups that people have been and had that uh, process and seeing, as it says there, how it helped them mm. to get through some of those uh, ailments that we saw at the top. Well, not ailments, but um, conditions or, you know, yeah. phobias and so forth. So it says Intel 2004, 2004 board certified hypnotist Tom Nicoy and the World Hypnotism Day Committee launched the observance to encourage hypnotism professionals to promote the benefits of and truth of hypnosis, the first celebration kicked off myth-busting events full of information, free consultations, and a new awareness of the role hypnosis can play in our health. Mm. So, as we say, there are over 1,500 national days, so don't miss a single one. Today is January the 4th, 2022. (laughs) I had to think about that one. 2022. And today, if you want to... Put that in your socials. It's world hashtag World Hypnosis Day history. It's quite interesting, wasn't it? Naturally, Very. I liked that one. That was a nice um, event for the day. Yeah. Yes. And um, I don't know if I would. Uh, in you explaining that uh, earlier about the going into the river, mm. so there probably are many different ways in which you can take someone um, back in that kind of mode of thinking. I think I'd more prefer that. Yeah then to have like i've always said even though i work in dental i would much prefer to have my treatment done under sedation right um because i am needle phobic that being said i can sit for a, a blood test right someone you can take hand. you can do blood tests please don't you <laughs> no, do but that's them. the thing it's easy to take someone else's blood because you know the needle's not going to you <laughs> It's really easy to take someone else's blood or to or to cannulate someone else. Well, when it's being done to you, it's not the same, is it? It's, well, for me, for me, it's not the same. I, I just can't. It just, I can't bear it. I have to have my hand held. So I would prefer this method to having, because then even with sedation, you need to be cannulated, don't you? Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, well, what do you do? Or just face the fear and do it anyway. No. <laughs> Well, you guys should. Yeah, don't be scared of the dentist. <laughs> hey, see, see, pot and kettle. <laughs> yeah. so, I know. So we'll see y'all <clears throat> in five. Stay there. We'll be back after these. <coughs> well, we work so hard. What's up? Time to celebrate. Celebrate. Let all voices ring. The bounty is great. Celebrating excellence, diligence, competence. Hooray for integrity, responsibility, accountability. Bounty, rum, the spirit of 
on entertainment services? Well, look no further. Contact exclusive for all your professional entertainment services such as karaoke events, DJ and sound system services, audio ads and jingles, music on CDs and USB sticks. Get your personal mixtapes, graphic designs, also radio promotions and more. That's right. Contact exclusive at 758-520-2517 for your first class services. Satisfaction guaranteed. Rock and groove to American R&B artist Kenya Morris as she gives you a wicked reggae track, Unforgettable, on one of the most unforgettable reggae beats. Kenya Morris, truly unforgettable. Get it on iTunes. Check her on YouTube. Or do the IG thing. If you knew the love I have for you, Kenya Morris, unforgettable. This is Eminem. This your boy Kanye West. What's up? What's up? This is Jay Z. The hottest DJ on All Flavors Radio. Anthony Hamilton. Hiding DJ Laro. Close to me, having you close to me. Amazing, amazing. Oh, 
Did you have a good New Year's? And Joy McKay, Mumra, how you doing? I'll call you later. And sending love to you there, Mark, Philogene and Petra. How y'all doing? Sorry about that Denzel Washington last week. Also, Norbert from Castries, how are you? How was your St. Lucia New Year? Jazzy lady in Sheffield. Spirit of Marilyn calling me. And again, John Ken. She would never leave, continue to torture me. Telling me to come with her, underneath my comforter. And she brought a gun with her, pills and some rum with her. Took me on the balcony, telling me to jump with her. Saying hi to DiCarlo. I ain't doing stunts with her, I ain't trying to be that. Gal, gal. But I got him aggy, cause I win the gold like Gabby. She's just a girl and she's on fire. And this song goes out to Janae. Because <coughs> I love to hear you sing it. <coughs> she's living in a world and it's on fire. Not forgetting Jayla and Joanne, how y'all doing? Giving a big shout out to Guest 212 from Heine Glassbrook. Guest 69 and Guest 700. I'm saying a happy belated birthday to you, Suzanne. I hope you had a fabulous day.
disappear when they swear God. Take away my fear when they in the fear God. Do you fear God? Cause I fear God. And in my backyard, that's a dear God. And that's a horse ranch. And to my core fans, keep repping me. Do it to the death of me. X in the box, cause ain't nobody checking me. Sounds of Alicia Keys there. This girl is on fire. And our next topic is someone in history. And her name is Grace Bunbury. She was born in 1937. And we're going to give you a little snippet of what Grace actually does. Okay. of Grace Bunbury there and she was born in 1937 and yes she can see she is a soprano mezzo vocalist or not vocalist but opera singer and it's quite funny as we often sort of look at Italian women Mm. as opera singers do you know of much um, black female opera singers I don't know any opera singers. No? because Is that because you don't like opera? or No, I like opera. Yeah. <clears throat> I can sit and listen to opera. I just don't choose. Mm. Like, my playlist isn't full of... Like, extensive. <laughs> <coughs> I'm sorry. It's not full of sopranos and opera singers. Okay. Yeah. And why is that naturally, Lily? I don't know. It's because I'm, I like... You like rap? Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll just... Unless... I mean, today would have been the ideal time mm. to listen to some opera while we cleaned our house. Yeah. Um, it's, but, yeah. It's great listening to opera when and having all the windows open, if you can, mm. as you're cleaning. It's quite oh, an amazing yeah. experience and yeah. you've got to have it really loud. Okay. Yeah, that's one way. Or we I have been to... my might think I've gone crazy. Did you not that. come to the Royal Opera House to see Nabucco? I did. Yeah, yes. it was a beautiful experience, was a good, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was a good um, play. Yeah. Play. <gasps> Sacrilege. It was a good opera. <laughs> <laughs> well, Grace Bunbury, or they call her Grace uh, Melzia Bunbury, was the daughter of a rail ride porter and a school teacher. Oh. And at six, six, 16, she won a scholarship to the now long and defunct St. Louis Institute of Music, but was denied admission because of her race. After singing on Arthur Godfrey Talent Scout, 
show. She won a scholarship to Boston University, then went on Northwestern University and the Music Academy of the West as a protege of the great German soprano Lotte Lehmann. Lehmann? Lehmann? Lot Lehmann. So that's quite a, a feat, wasn't it? She wasn't accepted. Because but that's, that don't make no sense to me because she clearly won the admission, won the scholarship. How can they not admit her? Because of her race. She was denied the admission, so she won the scholarship. But thankfully, possibly she took the scholarship somewhere else, right? No. Or does it have to be a scholarship to that it's to actual that university, university that she won it to? Yeah. Well, she won another one and went to Boston, didn't she? So mm. she was she, and then as I say, she was became the protege of the great German soprano, not wow. Lemon. And that's what I was saying, like earlier, that you equate opera, even these days, it's something quite rare. Or, or, or but am this I person's wrong? not Italian; they're German. German, yeah. But like yeah, Europeans, European, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what you kind of equate it to because yeah. it's something that we don't see too much of. But I'm sure, surely there must be a lot of... I think, though, that's because um, European music, mm-hmm. I can't think of a better word, would be things like um, classical and opera, whereas... Down. So where did she come from? She was America. From... Music from the Americas is going to be blues, R and B, and gospel. We'd more think, oh yeah, she's got an amazing voice. She must come from gospel. That's usually what we're linked to, isn't it? Yeah, because she was from Saint Louis, so she went to summer high school in Charles Summer High in Saint Louis. So that's quite south, south, south isn't yeah. it? So yeah, you'd think blues, rhythm and blues, or mm. something. But there, there are a few actually. Um, black opera singers just um, type that into google and um, yeah there are a few and is she there she must be there somewhere because she was born in 1937 but the the earliest recorded one here was marion anderson in 1897 um, to 1993 Um, but because grace bunbury was born on this day in 1937 that's why we're covering her so she built an important career in Europe and where she sang at the Paris Opera. So do you notice, mm. again, she had to go to Europe to... Because uh, it's the home of opera. Yeah, to um, kind of fulfil her passion there. Because it's the, the same like with... Um, sorry to cut you. The same yeah. like with if you wanted to be a chef, mm. one of the greatest places to learn how to um, like make... Skills. Yeah, you know, be a chef would be in Paris. Really? Mm. Why? Some of the leading, some of the leading chefs come from European countries. Interesting. And is that European cuisine? It's fine dining cuisine. I don't know what that would be. That it's not going to be ham, hocks, and grits, is it? Yeah. (laughs) Something where there's four sticks of it on a plate. Okay, (laughs) and it doesn't even fill up your belly. Um, No. So she also based Basel Opera, she the Basel Opera, the Vienna Vienna State Opera, the Scala. I always I've wondered, heard of La Scala. That's the one I think we're thinking of the one in like King's Cross, but it can't be the same place. Oh right? no, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. It's not there, no, it's not The Royal Opera House and Covent Garden and many others. So she's she's really sang uh, like worldwide, but again, they're all seem to be as you said because it's a a european kind of based music Mm. 
that that's where she she sang. So she became the first African American singer to perform at the Beirut Festival, um, creating an international sensation as Venus in Wagner's Tannhäuser. Have you heard that? Tannhäuser. Is it Tannhäuser? I've never heard of that. Mm. And then she said, "In the I know who Wagner is. We've never heard of Tannhäuser. Yeah, Wagner. He's a composer, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what what year or anything like that." Uh, it says in the United States, she sang and met lyric opera of Chicago and San, Fris- San Francisco opera, among others. Today, retired from singing, she works with young artists as a teacher in Berlin. Oh, wow. So she's not even stateside. So she left America Good for and her. is not even stateside. And she's got it. She had a beautiful voice, right? Oh. Absolutely beautiful voice. So we just thought that we would highlight uh, Bam- Bambra- Bamba. Bunbury, Bunbury, and um, yeah, there's we are a world of amazing people, aren't we? Mm. And all walks of life, all different cultures, but it's really nice to, um, like I said, Fubu for us by us to see our people in areas that maybe we wouldn't necessarily look in. Yeah, and I think it's it's nice so that you can kind of encourage the younger generations, mm. if they do have certain talents where you don't necessarily see um, people like us in those talents, like opera singing or being one of the top culinary chefs in France or mm. whatever, when they do see people that represent them, it's it's quite nice to be able to have someone to look up to if that's, you know, if that's what they want to do. Yeah, yeah. It's the same like with ballet. You only really see... Now we've got a few back black ballerinas that have come out and have kind of um entered into that kind of venture yeah but again we've gone back to we don't have you know we don't go to the white ballet classes we now have black ballet black and, they jazz it up and all this stuff. and yeah. it's like this is great yes it's very good <laughs> mm. but it's also about accepting that we should be accepted in places like this we don't yeah. have to create our own space because just like they fought to be in the universities with the white students, yeah. we have to accept first that we do belong in these places. The, th- the thing <clears throat> is, in Bambu's case, and in many other cases, she says that they were never given the opportunity. So even mm. though um, someone was was interviewing her and asked, where are all the other fine singers? Mm. And she says, we're never, we, we're, they're, they're they're there but they haven't been given the opportunity mm. and that's for the black female singers because she said it was still worse for black men oh, than women yeah. in opera I oh I could imagine a, a, a black male opera singer I'm going to go and search for one and see what <laughs> they sound like you know but she says it one really has to go with the times mm. and the world is not standing still so maybe we'll see more maybe we'll see more uh female and male mm. opera singers yeah black opera singers on the world stage along with their counterparts like you said not having to be segregated Segre- yeah or divided and working together but mm. we've spoken <laughs> again on this show is that really going to happen let's well it's, we can be optimistic we have to push our like way to, to the front of the queue this is one thing we have to do we <laughs> we have to push our no seriously because if you think of all the innovators and all the people that have come up, look at this mm. lady here, Banbury. Yes, she left America, but she was the protege of one of the greatest um, opera singers that of from Germany, mm. right? So she went into that 
environment was she accepting that environment most probably because she stayed yes yeah and is now um obviously encouraging young people to right. do the same so it's it's not an ideal situation to have to leave your environment to be noticed mm. but if you're leaving your environment to become um what's that saying go where you are celebrated, celebrated not tolerated, not tolerated. Yeah. if you're not celebrated in your environment and you feel you have to create a completely segregated one where you can stand out but you stand out with the same people as you mm. you're not really standing out then are you you're just all amazing but if you're going somewhere where you are actually celebrated for your talent yeah. and those same people that you was there being amazing with can come and experience that same um, you know celebration with you why wouldn't you go where mm. you're celebrated why would you stay where people are forever trying to push you to the side you win a scholarship and they're like nah sorry you're black we don't want you okay fine mm. Mm. go where you're celebrated not where you are tolerated and we don't want to be around people that tolerate us because they'll end up getting on our nerves <laughs> absolutely and we saw that it was um the the dancer a lot of uh of Americans mm. went to France. I think Grace Jones yeah. did. Uh, who's that dancer? And jo- Josephine Baker. And they were big stars out yeah. there. But when they, like you said, when they went back to the States, mm. same old South kind of yep. segregation, they weren't accepted. And you, you were right. So that's The French why. air pilot that we did a couple of weeks ago, yeah. she went to France and got her air mm. pilot. They wouldn't let her get her in America. Yeah. And she got it in France. Yeah. So they sometimes we have to cross borders in mm. order to reach our goals sometimes we have to step outside again of that comfort zone well i guess it wasn't comfortable being rejected you win a scholarship and then you're 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 rejected that it's it's not nice you we have to step outside of that in order to reach our goals and that is definitely what bambury bambury did yeah well done bambury beautiful voice and yeah that's what we that's what we need to like you said there lily go where we're celebrated I heard that saying. I was on a program a couple of months ago mm-hmm. <coughs> with um, other nurses, and there was a nurse that was a guest speaker for us. Her mm-hmm. name's um, Joan Myers. She's a very innovative woman. She's done a lot. Like she wrote her own job description for one of her jobs that she went for, mm. and <laughs> gave her the job. Like she went in there. She was like what is now the equivalent of like a band five and went for a band eight job. She goes, no, no, it's my job. And she wrote her own job description. Wow. And they gave, they created the job for her. Yes. And the one thing that she kept on saying, and it's, and I know she's not the only person that said it, but it came from her and that's who I've heard it from. And it's stuck in my head. Mm. Go where you are celebrated, not where you are tolerated. Mm. Cause they're only going to get on your nerves. Yeah. Yeah. I've added that part at the end. But it's true. Give me a little bit of shush. But it's true. So, following on from our history, today's word of the day. What is the word of the day today? We've had some really great words of the day, haven't we? So, today's word of the day is. Yes. Antithetical. Antithetical. Never ever heard of it no have any of you heard of it um listeners out there antithetical and what does it mean it means directly opposite of or opposed okay oh anti anti 
Sorry, I got antithetical. No, anti, so it's thetical. Okay, so it says the questions, the question asks students to describe and analyse the antithetical forces of good and evil in the story. Okay, so that's antagonist, protagonist. Yeah. Okay, so the... In that case, anti, uh, the antagonist is the good person or the one who's the main character. And the antithetical the person is the evil. And that, yes, so, and the antithetical is the protagonist mm. because they're opposing sides. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Don't know how I'd um, fling that in one of my assignments, but mm. we'll see. Um, I'm actually now going to make it my aim for my degree to see if I can fit in as many of our words of the day into an assignment. Okay. In all seriousness, so this is an example of um, antithetical being used. In all seriousness, area trails can get crowded, particularly during holidays, and an an adventure with too many others for some is antithetical to their preferred outdoor experience. Oh, okay. I see it. In all serious areas, trials can get crowded, particularly during holidays. An adventure with too many others for some, because they like less people. So that experience would be antithetical for you? Because they like the opposite. Because you like to be... Serene, quiet. With, yeah. 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 Mm. Did you notice how I flung that in the really did. <laughs> well done, girl. Well done. Uh, yeah. So... Yes. <laughs> So no one won the competition last week, oh, sadly, okay. um, but we we do. Um, let's carry on there and see where the the roots of antithetical come from. So it says antithetical and antithesis come from the Greek anti Jesus anti antithenai. To oppose. The right. oldest Antithenai. sense of antithesis refers to a language pattern that contrasts parallel ideas, as in action, action, not words, mm. um, or their promised freedom and provided s- slavery. What? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's saying it's a contrast, they're contrasting ideas. Oh, freedom and slavery. So action, not words. Action is mm. the opposite to word to words, yeah. supposedly. And they promised freedom, but instead they got slavery. Okay. Yeah. Um and antithetical originally referred to anything that was marked by such antithesis. Antithesis? Antithesis. Am I saying that wrong? Mm. Um for example, you could say the phrase action, not words, is an antithetical construction. Yeah. It is more common, however, for antithesis to mean the exact opposite and for antithetical to mean directly opposite. So, oh no, I've thought something worse than silence. Yeah. Or to speak and be silent. You, that's an antithesis. 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 Because that's... The exact opposite. Okay. But words and An to be action. quiet, mm. maybe. Words and be quiet. No, that's still a direct opposite. Mm. So I can see action. Action speaks louder than words. That's yeah. kind of an anti the ticket antithetical explanation wow these words these words beautiful people and what we'd like for you to do if you can is fill out there's a little quiz here so fill in the blanks all right to complete a sit on him of an antithetical 
All right, so I'm going to post this question into the chat box. All right, so if you can check it out and see if you can come up with a, a synonym of anti antithetical. It doesn't seem. I'll be. I'll, I'll do that. And yeah, do you know what a, a synonym is? A synon a synonym is another word to explain something else. So like, oh, let me think now. So what's what's another way of saying antithetical? Yes. Yes, okay. thank you for, right, I'm going to put that into the chat box and um, see if you can find out what a synonym is of antithetical, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's antithetical. Antithetical. All right, so we know that we'd like to, it's good to learn a word a day, one word a day in our inbox, so check it out. And this is from the, the Webster's Dictionary. And yeah, just build our vocabulary. Okay, so we'll see y'all inside. Oh, one minute. Sometimes these things load up quite slowly. So (laughs) got to kind of wait a little while. So how did your listeners, how did your New Year's start? Let us know. Let us know how your New Year's, um, how you brought it in. And if it's going well thus far, if you're back to work... Or if you're still at home, if you're working from home, that's something we're going to cover maybe next week. And um, yeah, let us know how you're getting on after the New Year's. We will definitely see y'all in five. Stay there. We'll be back after these. Well, we work so hard. hard. Time to celebrate. Celebrate. Let all voices raise. The bounty is great. Celebrate in excellence, diligence, competence. For the best deals on entertainment services? Well, look no further. Contact Exclusive for all your professional entertainment services such as karaoke events, DJ and sound system services, audio ads and jingles, music on CDs and USB sticks. Get your personal mixtapes, graphic designs, also radio promotions and more. That's right. Contact Exclusive at 758-520-2517 for your first class services. Satisfaction? Guaranteed. Rock and groove to American R&B artist Kenya Morris as she gives you a wicked reggae track, Unforgettable, on one of the most unforgettable reggae beats. Kenya Morris, truly unforgettable. Get it on iTunes. Check her on YouTube or do the IG thing. If you knew the love I have for you, Kenya Morris, unforgettable. Near you. Hey yo, this is Eminem. This your boy Kanye West. What's up? What's up? This Jay Z. The hottest DJ. At all flavors radio. 
Sounds of Patty Austin. Also, that's enough for me. doing chat room hi Sonia great to see you on board and right back at you sending love to Marjak and Isha Tai Tai Issa Anaya Enough big love out to Doreen De Costa. How you doing, Dor? Shout out John J. E. DJ Caddy. DJ Nigel, the therapist. Charlie Muir. kind of modern forward slash meets a rare groove chilled evening it's been a long day Chris Dobbs, Billy Ray Valentine, me, me. 
Ugeringer Ninjaman Loy Klubzuk. Joy McKay, Norbert from Castries, Mark Villagin, DJ Laro, you can catch Laro from 8 to 10 tonight. And that was the sounds there of our Peebo, Peebo Bryson. I've been down so long. And well, what's some ama- an amazing vocalist, Peebo Bryson. I think he'd done some uh, music for Disney. Mm. Um, was it Beauty and the Beast or one of those ones? I can't remember what song he sang on, but he just has some amazing, amazing vocals. So naturally, Lily, yeah. going into our question, going into our question, and that is, that's along with the scenario, isn't it? Are the majority... Are the majority of women attracted to men with money? And do you want to tell us that scenario again? So, the scenario was a young girl was saying that um, she... Okay, she was saying, basically, that she would only date a man um, or marry a man that can take care of her because she doesn't want to work a nine-to-five. She said, I want to be a lady of leisure... Um, I basically just want to stay at home and not do nothing. I don't think if you stay at home, you don't do. You don't. No, that's do what nothing. she said. She right. don't want to do nothing. Right. She she weren't talking about. She weren't talking with sense. We're not giving her the benefit of the doubt. She wasn't talking with sense. She said she wants to be a lady of leisure. Mm. And then what she also said was she wouldn't buy her partner or husband a birthday present. Yeah. Because she's his birthday present. Okay. And then she topped it off. So one of the um, guys on the in the chat group, because it was like a discussion, debate kind of thing. Yeah. And one of the guys says to her, okay, so what would you do then if your man got sick and he couldn't work? 
And she says, <clears throat> I'll just have to find another one, innit? Wow. That's deep, man. That is, that's deep. It's shallow. And with, well, we're not going to go down the marrying route because I don't know if she wants a man as a provider that he would be her husband. Yeah, that's what she said. She's oh. her husband. Oh, dear. That's, that makes it 10 times worse, doesn't it? Why does that make that worse? Because Either way, the situation is preposterous. Yeah, but, but from some of the comments that we've had on Facebook, a lot of the men have said, well, that is the main, that's one of the main motivators no, no. with some people. <laughs> I don't oh, think what it's money true. is the main yes, motivator. Okay, money fine, is the fine, main, fine. One of money's um, the main motivator, but we'll we'll look at those questions or answers to those questions uh, in a little bit. But it's just the fact of uh, or looking at the question: Is money is it a motivator for a woman to go with a man to to marry someone? Or but are that's they the attracted that's, to yeah, someone? Yeah, that's the question. Are the majority of women attracted to men with money? Yes. What are your thoughts, chat from? What do you think? Are the majority of women attracted to men with money? Let us know. Give us a call. 0774. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm not giving out the, the number for a while. 07895 That's 07895 You can text in as well. Uh, so, your thoughts, Lily? I think women are attracted to men with money, but there is a but. Yeah. The attraction is, if you're thinking of it from the beginning stages, mm. yes, women are going to be attracted to a man with money because he looks like he can wine and dine her and give her all the niceties in life. Right. Wait. <laughs> looks, I'm just going to interject, looks like. Carry on. Right. So let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> so the attraction is not to the man per se. Yeah. It's to the things that he can give her. Right. Sometimes this attraction to the man's money does also come with the attraction to the man because he might carry himself a certain way. You know, them Instagram pictures of the men with the shirts and their, mm. and their suits on, you know, you know, yeah. them kind of men. So that is the attraction. Right. Right. What's the reality? I don't think there's anything wrong with that attraction, mm. personally. What I have an issue with is thinking, yes, men are the providers. We've had this conversation already on this show, though, where people's values and traditions don't believe that no more. Okay. So if you're saying in our generation that, no, we're Miss Independent and radi radi ra, how can you be attracted to a man's money? Yeah, and that's that's another point, isn't it? Because a lot of women now are quite self-sufficient. But this, we're talking about this particular lady and maybe there are other women that think like her that but says that's what she's I'm saying. primarily marrying to be provided for. But this is what I'm saying. In this, in, in this generation, in this era, in mm. 2022 we're now entering, how can you say in one instance mm. that, you know... You shouldn't add it rely on no man and blah 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 and you know the 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 metro woman I'm gonna say now because we've got metro men who mm. I think the metro woman is trying to be like a man. Right. Yeah, how can we live in that generation with she's those kind of people? That, though. She's not saying that. I know, but she? I'm saying how can we be in this generation with those kind of people? Right. Where then you can still turn around and say, No, 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 if my man can't provide for me, I'm leaving him. Th- that was that's just heartless. 
I think that's just really heartless for her to even say something like that. I think that. that's shocking. Yeah, yeah. Because you took a vow in sickness and in health. I don't think they even know what those vows mean these days. Really, it's, when, when people get vows? married, do you think that they actually... Also, given the fact that the vows were written in like the 1400s and we're still saying them now, it's a bit of an issue, but... Mind you, most people say their own vows these, these days, don't they? They write their own. Yeah, but you still have to recite the legal... Oh, okay. The legal vows. Mm. And how many people actually... Live by them. Yeah. Because I heard a statistic today that in January, that's the highest, that's one of the highest... Uh, times are highest yeah times for people approaching lawyers to divorce their that does not surprise me and I know exactly why why because you've gone so you spent the last three months ish in holiday season so from October Mm. you've gone from oh we're prepping from Halloween and then you've got Thanksgiving because apparently now in England we're doing this and then you've got Christmas and New Year's, yeah? So if you were on edge in your relationship yeah. the month before that, you've got the distraction of the holiday period. But then you have the time to reflect and contemplate of how yeah. you feeling before. Because then you get your presents mm. and they may have got you something you didn't like or whatever. And then you get to New Year's and New Year's buzz is like high and then it's a dramatic low. Because mm. you've got this week where you was off work yesterday because of the bank holiday and now I've got to go back to work. This is not right. And then you start reflecting on your life. You're like, no, I don't want to be here no more. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually can... That doesn't shock me. I saw... I saw <laughs> New Year's resolutions, I shall get Yeah, that's what it is. It's the new, the new Year's re- resolutions as well, yeah. Because people make up their minds like, I can't deal with this no more. It's time. And, yeah, something new. Bringing the new year, as they say, with change. When you, you want to start your new year, like, change. When you want to start mm. without being with that person, why would you start the year going downhill because it's i guess it's just a time for change and uh, we can change at any time this is this is the reality of it that you don't have to wait for the new year to come in to make those mm. radical changes but obviously a lot of people follow like a, a it's a pro, almost like a protocol right you do you know such the, this such and such a time so throughout the year um, again with all the the valentines and so there's a bit of a protocol going on throughout the year right so people are yeah. expected to do so. Um, new Year's comes and it's a whole new whatever. When you yeah, can change I think it any gives time. people that... Ch- you can change any time, but you... I think it even the seasons have their time where they change. Right. Do you know what I mean? So you know, even though we celebrate the New Year's in January, we know the New Year starts with spring. Yeah. When the earth starts regenerating itself and we start seeing life being mm. born. Mm. So... Even the seasons have a new year. So it's everyone, you're always going to have that cycle. Yeah. But I think the reason why people more would go through the first six months of trying to better themselves, realising it doesn't work, or not that it doesn't work, but they're not working as hard as they could. Mm. And then by the time they get to December, they want to restart again. It makes sense why this would be the time where you go through that transformation. Yeah. Yeah, but going going back to the young girl that said that she would, she's marrying for to be provided for, 
And is there anything wrong with a woman being provided for in this day and age? No, that's not. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so that's fine. But it's the last bit. That's the last bit statement. It's the savageness of Mm. how she feels that she is entitled to just cut off a relationship. Yeah. Because someone is unable it's not like they don't want to and that's what's made it worse it's not that he doesn't want to provide for you yeah he physically cannot provide for you because he's sick yeah yeah so then you then that's when we would take over and then depending on how long that person's provided for us for really do the right thing and look after them in their time of need and right? more for her because if she's going for a man that can't provide for her when he's sick that means that man isn't smart because he's not thinking about those occasions where let's, let's be frank just be let's be as savage as she is mm. if you are going for someone who can provide for you a provider will think of all eventualities a provider would think do you know what if i did get sick and we've got a family how am and you don't work mm. you don't work so how am i going to still make things happen yeah. so that you can keep the life that you're living. They would put things in place. The thing is, he might lose his job. There, there might be lots of different scenarios. Even still. Yeah. And yeah, but well, dependent on how he sees the way of putting a bit aside, because it's fine to have a rainy mm. day fund and put something aside. But if he gets really ill and that money runs out, then... Critical care cover. You know, I found out something today. What's that? Um, that if you have had to take work off for covid there's a form that you can claim your money back from the government about 500 pounds it is really yeah we'll talk about that next week i'll find out a bit more i'll find out a little bit more it's something care i've forgotten exactly what it was but i'll get the name again tomorrow and we'll talk about that next week if i remember (laughs) to write it down so he he would be putting things in place you mm -hmm. don't just have one Someone like that's the sort of person that she is referring to. Yeah. Money maker, not, not even a banker. Like I don't even think she's thinking along them lines. I think she's thinking, he's paid. Mm. Someone that has that kind of finance, even if they got sick, they'd still be able to make money. Okay, because their money would be making money. Yes. But it says here, evolutionary evolutionary biologist have discovered it seems that the nuclear family evolved when men discovered women preferred males who provided for them and their children to those who were constantly clubbing each other in a battle for supremacy for thousands of years this model of two parents with the male looking after the female proved successful but new figures released by the fish office of national statistics to mark the diamond jubilee reveal that husband providers have become an endangered, endangered, endangered species. Sorry, guys, I've got to put my teeth in. And um, it, yeah, it just highlights that a lot, as we just spoke there, of that whole man providing for female. A lot of these things now end up here. It is the combined with um, this combined with the trend of more and more men staying at home to bring yeah. up the children while their high earning wives go out to work has changed the whole order of family life in many households and placed an immense strain on many marriages. Lily, what's that? No, what do you want to say? <laughs> okay. 
No word of a lie. I had a funny conversation with my husband the other day and I made the joke that if we had another child, we'd have to split patern- the maternity leave half and half. So mm. I'd do the first six months, he'd do the last six months. And to me, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't I don't think that's an issue. Mm. I do have an issue with house husbands though. For that exact reason of what you just read there. Right. The increase in men being at home and women going out to work because the women are the higher earners. Yeah. I feel like in I'm in some agreement with this mad girl mm. in saying that males should be the provider because inevitably we are the nurturing ones. We are supposed to be the ones in, this is my opinion, yeah. um, we are supposed to be the ones that stay at home, look after the children, get the house in order mm. and then, you know, the men brings home the bacon, so so to speak. Um, and if need be the wife or the lady goes out and does the additional work yeah. I think that's extra, how it should extra. be but the thing, I don't think the man should be at home what it's saying though is that roles have reversed and this is why possibly the acceptance of what that young girl said or because we remember we're looking at is money is are the majority of women attracted to men with money I think that's you down see? to laziness, I'm sorry. But in some cases, some men don't want their woman to work as well. Got to look yes. at that. No, I'm not saying, I'm talking about from the men. Yeah. I think if if the reason why the man is at home is because the wife's earning more, mm. my argument to that would be, but you should still be working. Yeah, but he is. Yeah, <laughs> he's working at home with the family, but why is it that when a man does that, because mm. we all know this is the case, when a man does that, it's a doting look from everybody. Yeah. Oh, he's a stay-at-home husband. Oh, isn't that lovely? But when a woman does it, it's nothing. It's like, mm. well, that's what you're supposed to do because the everyone's stereotypical two-parent household is the weaker vessel, as per the scriptures, stays at home. Mm. The woman, the lady, the female side stays at home so maybe that's that's the concept that she has is that she should be provided for this that we're going back to the sickness thing that's wrong but she's within her rights to say i fully agreed with yeah. that statement okay, i want to cool. be i want to be at home not the lady of leisure part but yeah i want to mm. be at home and taking care of, <laughs> lady she, of i leisure. mean she can be a lady of leisure if she wants if her man's making money then fine be a lady of leisure I, I, I honestly, I, I didn't have any issues with that statement. Mm, mm. It was the last thing I had yeah. I didn't have any issues. With, I understand wanting to be, I've fully loved being at home for the last three weeks. I mean, I know I've gone to work a couple of days. Yeah. But that was because I chose to, not because I was contracted to. Because mm. someone asked me, can you come in and do a shift? And I'm like, yeah, why not? I have loved choice. this three weeks. Yeah. But forcibly having to get up out of my bed, rush the drop off rush mm. to the train all of that business no it's just not my portion no i don't enjoy it if yeah. i could be a lady of leisure i would love it but i wouldn't turn around and be like no you're sick no no i'm gonna find someone help who can take care of me now mm. um sonia says uh that she's surrounded by women who are attracted to money and i never have been but I, i'm not surrounded so i'm not surrounded by women who are attracted to money and i never have been 
But I'm also glad I'm not the one anymore who's paying for everything. Mm. A healthy balance is cool with me mm-hmm. as I'm not the sit at home type of person. Mm-hmm. But money is definitely definitely not something I'd look for in a man for happiness. Other other qualities are much more important. Mm. But I heard a woman say they all make you cry. So crying is better in a convertible <laughs> than in a bus. <laughs> Convertible, not a bus. Mm. Very, very true. <laughs> I love that. Answer, I like Sonia. that. Yeah, I like that. And not every woman is money grabbing. I mean, when it in my relationship, we built together mm. because that is the 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 way that I feel that it should be. You come in with nothing and you build together. Yeah, you, you build something solid and and hopefully it will work. Yeah. Whereas I don't expect to be. Um, provided for in that sense but mm. yeah ken has obviously been the main provider mm. but i also do as you said earlier as to also interjecting myself to in give that it, and yeah. providing as well i find when you go into the, what i have observed from a lot of the relationships where it starts off where someone is mainly the money maker and they were the money maker from before they met that person Mm. that whole relationship just seems to be one of those insta relationships where oh we went here we went there and oh yeah my god he prepares it's one of those relationships where it doesn't ever really seem like anything is real Mm. if that makes sense and maybe it is but behind closed doors but we just don't know do we yeah but a lot of the time there's no like when you are someone on the outside looking into how these relationships are eventually going to end up, if you're going to make an assumption, when things do go bad, yeah. the one that came into the relationship with nothing, namely this girl that says she wants her man to provide for her, is ready to teeth off all the man stuff that he had before we you even got in a relationship. I think that's wrong. Yeah, I think you've gone out there intentionally looking for someone with money because you've protected yourself. You protected yourself from the possibility that this relationship ain't going to work out, but I still need to get, get something get from paid. it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I see in those kind of relationships. Whereas if you both came in with nothing, when you have built together, and if unfortunately it doesn't work out, well, there, you're both blessed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you've built together, so you're both entitled to what you have built together. Yeah. But if someone's coming in with a heavy hand and you've come in with an empty arm, why should you leave with anything? That's why we know, and that's where we know about prenuptial agreements. No, but even then, so some prenuptial agreements you you still get a, a high lot majority compared yeah. to what you've actually put in. Well, what we're going to do, we're going to go to a short break and then we're going to come back and look at some of the answers from others, people in our Facebook group, mm-hmm. as well as what do you think, listeners? To, um, give us a call 07895. 134713 that's 07895 134713 join in on the chat okay we'll see you soon
Sounds there of Latimore, Sweet Vibrations. All right, so we were talking before the break about are women, in, uh, let me go back to the question, are the majority of women attracted to men with money? And we're going to go in and see what some of the Facebook, uh, what Facebook has said. has said as regards to that leash. So what can we see here? Raja Talit says... Money is the only thing women are loyal to in present time. Okay, so I'm glad he kind of said... I'm glad he put that at the end. In yeah. present time, because, yeah, that's something... I don't know, that... I think there are some women that have loyalty that's not to money mm. in this present time. I do think they're very few and far between. Yeah. Um, I think that social media is to blame for that, because everyone wants to be... perfect for the gram. Mm. And that's not true once the filters come off, is it? No. You know, I've seen so. some of these some of these um, influencers without their filters and it's been shocking. Yeah, so he says that money is the only thing women are loyal to in the present time. Um, Menelik Charles, she says, not true in my experience. If a sister likes you, that's it. And it's quite funny because Lily and I were just talking in the break and I was telling her and when I was about 18 years old, there used to be this guy and he'd drive this Jaguar 
up the street. I'd be coming in from work. And one day he said, uh, oh, I like you. He stopped and he says, oh, I like you. And I mm. says, okay. He says, can I take you out? Whatever. And so we made an, an arrangement and I was going to like my sister's. So made sure that she took his number plate, <laughs> his license plate down. So nothing oh bad would happen. If I go missing. Yes. And, um, you know, he drove me to where I, I wanted to go. I said, I'm going, I had a music venue that I was going to, it's a singing place I used to go to. Mm. And at the end of the day, I didn't see, really see him again after that mm. because I wasn't interested in the jag. I wasn't interested in his status because you quite well, clearly you could you see back then. Yeah, that's not that's you without with no filters, with no one to impress, with no influence mm. like these young girls have. Yeah, these days. But the money didn't attract me. Because some, as some of the um, people have said, it's not the actual money they're attracted to. Money is a symbol that the man can protect and provide. People just get stung or strung up on the money because it's tangible. So nothing is wrong with a woman being attracted to it. Mm, that's the, yeah, that's kind of what we said in Biggin, isn't it? Mm. Like sometimes you see on the outside, you see that they look like they can provide. Remember we said yeah. they look like they can provide. Um and that is appealing because no one really, if you're very, very honest with yourself, no one wants to get in a relationship with someone that's brock brock. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's you true. don't want to enter into something thinking, oh my goodness, this is what my life is going to be like for the next 25 years. Do but, you know what I mean? But then you've got to bring your own as well, you know? Isn't it? Yeah, you do. You've got to bring your own. So. We're talking about women being reliant on a man. Very Which true. Which I ne- listen, women, no, I don't agree with that. Reliance on a man. Reliance on a man is the quickest way to an abusive relationship. And I'm not talking about physical abuse. I'm talking about all the abuses that come along with it. I'm talking about that, um, what's it called? That um, mental and emotional abuse. Mm. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have this. If it weren't for me, then you'd be out here. That's gaslighting though, isn't it? It's That's gaslighting, other... but it's it's also abusive. It's, it's the dangerous. fact that someone is trapping you yeah. in a relationship that you, money's not going to be everything. And if you do get to the point where you're miserable and the money's not making you happy, mm. yes, it's nice to cry in a, in a convertible, but why are you crying for? Yeah. Yeah. Why would you, you don't want to be in that relationship, but because you're so reliant on him... Mm. These women that don't have their own own bank account and don't even know how to pay a bill. Gee. That's unacceptable. It's quite funny because I, I, there's a book that I read a long time ago. It's one of those tiny ones, you know, the small books that I mm. have that tell you about marriage and all this stuff. <laughs> and one of the opening in one of these, these books was, they said, if you marry for money, make sure you know that's what you're going to get. Mm. If you marry for love, make sure you know you're going to, that's all you're going to get. Mm. And obviously so on. So that's another thing, isn't it? Mm. You might get all the wealth or the the riches in that sense, but where's the emotional attachment? Yeah, where, where, what else? I'd love to take my credit card, but he's out on business. Probably a lot of them having affairs as well, mm. anyway. So, but you're you're happy at home spending the money if you're right with that, and you can't complain. Can't you complain know? about the ten other women he slept with because you're relying on him. Yeah, no, so marry for marry for love. That's what you get. Marry for money. That's what you get. Mm. 
So, um, Peter Bull, that was um, Michael Duncan. What did Michael Duncan say? He said, to be honest, I don't think people get too strung up on it. It's just a reality. Men first and foremost are utility. Oh, wow. An easier question to ask would have been, can a woman be attracted to men with no money? Yes. That is a very good question. Yes, absolutely. Being seen as a utility, that's such a shame. Mm. I don't think men should ever think that they're just there as a, a cash cow. No. No. Because then you are always going to be, you know, they say women have, we have insecurities about our appearance. A man's always going to have an insecurity about his pocket. But then they do anyway, don't they? Because if they are genuine providers and you're in that loving kind of relationship, that if they can't provide that, they, I think men do tend to worry about that. Yeah. About providing for their families, about providing for the children, about making them happy. But that's in that sense. Different. Then mm. feeling like you're only there to provide. Yeah. Being yeah. fearful of not being able to and feeling like your only purpose is to is two different things. Mm. Definitely. Definitely. So thank you. Thank you for all for your comments, really. So nobody's, um, Peter Bowler says, nobody's actually attracted to money. It's what you can do with it. Mm. That's for every person on the planet. Mm. And the funny thing is, like, how many pairs of shoes can you have? <laughs> like, Michael's you know. Comments. What's that? Women love bums. <laughs> what does that mean, Michael? Oh. Bums, you know, like the rock, the, oh, the yeah. beggar on the street. This is the beggar on the street, but I have a four million pound house. We learnt this the other day. He could be one of those high spec, those, um, the man that's living in Hertfordshire that got yes. all these debts written off because they sent him to prison for begging and then said, can't, you can't beg in London. Okay. So I was going Hartford. begging Milton Keynes then. <laughs> So there you go. So, but mums <coughs> is in the sense of men that really couldn't care less. Don't do nothing, and yeah. The, the, the woman, and he's probably one, again, going out there, just mm. cheating on her, got baby mothers all over the place kind of thing, you know. But some women are sense, attracted to They that. love it. They love a bad man. How? A bad man. But most bad men, do they have money? What is it that no. they, they do, you know? So I, I don't know. I don't think I agree with that question that the majority of women are attracted to men with money because there's very few that possibly are. Whereas, I don't know, within our community. I think there's a mixture. Like, you know. I think it's a mixture. I think it's, you are attracted to, you are attracted to the financial aspect of what a man can give you. Mm. Um... Like, for example, you might meet a man in university who's doing, like, your partner in university who's doing a, a law degree. Yeah. That is extremely attractive. Imagine the possibilities of your future. But then as you start... So that's how you met that person. Yeah. As you start going through life together and you might be in your second year of uni and you finish your, your degree together, it then becomes less about the money and more about how you actually feel about that person. Yeah, you work together. So if he then leaves unions like, bun this, I don't want to be a lawyer, I want to work for myself, regardless of whether he goes into you're going to want to support him. Yeah, But totally. on the flip side of it, if that was the person that you met, <clears throat> no, I don't want to be a lawyer, I want to work for myself. Yeah. I'm a self, I'm an entrepreneur with no money. Is that going to be attractive to you? No, it's not. Well, well, no, when we think about 
11 years old. Yeah, but that's um, old school, man. Listen, listen, she she helped him graft because he wanted his business and he built that up to a multi-million pound company Mm. and then he left her for white woman. (laughs) You know what we're talking about? Um, Mary J. Blige. No, 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 the film. The film. Film. With Whitney Houston and oh, in it. waiting yes. to ex, waiting to ex, how? That's right. You see, so <laughs> she she was there when he had nothing. Yeah, and helped him for eleven years to build up his business. Yeah, I mean, this is a but did you side. know statistically? Yeah. I know we're not talking about this, but statistically, <laughs> white men and black women mm. their marriages last longer than same race marriages and even like everyone lasts longer than a black man and a white woman yeah we, we've done this before we spoke about this before do you remember but that? someone explained it so well and it's because the the black the white man and the the white man and the black female are the strongest in their communities okay so they don't see each other as a threat mm. they don't see each other is something that's going to be a block to them progressing. Mm. It's really weird. But then in, obviously, the black man and the white woman relationship. Interesting. They don't really, they're both not the stronger one in the community, supposedly. Mm. Yeah. It's it's, it's very interesting statistics. That goes into it, I think, that we, we never have enough time because it's like quarter to quarter to eight well, so, you oh. know, we've kind of almost run out of time on this subject, but Gar- just going to finish on Gary Ferdinand because he actually speaks in line with the article that we, mm. we were reading. And he says, like most animals, uh, are we animals? Mm, I'm not sure. That says the females, for the most part, are attracted to the strongest male. In this society, most equate good finance with strength. No, I, I don't know why they do. So is good finance That is strength? true. Yeah, okay. it is. Okay, so so there you go. Um, what can we say? That is very true, actually. So he's really summed it up, hasn't he, Gary Ferdinand? Because whoever brings home the biggest piece of meat is the one that's can... Because if we're not going to equate it to money, we equate it to the provision. Yeah. If you bring home the, the biggest piece of meat you're more than likely going to go to someone that's going to feed you for 100 days and someone's just going to feed you for Yeah. 10. Oh, there's a really great uh, documentary. It's not documentary. It's like a, a reality show mm. on Netflix mm. and where they all get stranded on a uh, an island mm. and they've got to survive on this island. It's amazing. It's, and this, this, what Gary Ferdinand has said there, yeah. equates to that. Okay. Because it's the, the strength, the strong ones... And the weak ones, but sometimes it's like the coming together, mm. that is it? But yeah, in that in that sense, I'm, I'm going off track here. So naturally, Lily, what does our oh my goodness, I don't know. our book say today? What does it say? You always find a good one. What book are we reading anyway? So this book is called the New Penguin Dictionary of Modern Quotations, yes. <laughs> and it's filled with <coughs> people throughout history <clears throat> who have made some interesting quotes. Yeah. And um, I've just opened the book to André Guide, who was a French author, 1869 to 1951, who said, the most decisive actions of life, I mean, 
those that are most likely to decide the whole course of our future are more often than not unconsidered. Wow. So one of the most, the major decisions you make in life is in a, a relationship, who you're going to get in a relationship with um, for the long run. And do the majority of women base their lifelong decision on the financial aspects that the man can provide? I'd say no. I'd go with with Gary, where he said it's the strength. The strength. And they look at that, don't they? They look at the physicality. And you said, yeah, you can dress that up with the outward appearance. Mm. But a woman would more look at the physique mm. and say, oh, yeah, I'm attracted to that. Yeah. Dependent. Because, again, men come from all different backgrounds. And, like, who said that men like... Oh, Michael said that all women like bums. <laughs> Like some women are really attracted to guys that have nothing. may not want to amount to anything. Mm. Not so, may not want to amount to nothing because we can all amount, all amount to something. Mm. But again, it's going back to the choices and the decisions that we make. Mm. So, as individuals, should we rely on a man to provide for us? Well, not reliance. No, we should we not rely. That. No reliance. Not reliance. But that with that young woman that said she would leave her She's sick husband that had provided for her all this time that shows that she really wasn't had no vested interest and that it was all about the money but it's even good to start with nothing together mm. and build together there's many ways that we could look at yeah. this and at the end of the day what were her motives there's always a motivation behind many things that we do so what are our motives as well because mm. her motive Yes, it's fine to be provided for if that's what you want. Mm. But the the bigger picture, the bigger picture. And if you're not going to look after your man if he's sick and he's provided you for you all that time. All that time. You're a bum. Fully. <laughs> Fully. You're the bum. waste man. You know. No, it, do you know what? It's, it, it speaks for your character. Speaks if volumes. you cannot be that person who can sacrifice five minutes of your life in comparison to all the time spent giving you what you wanted, then you deserve to be alone. Mm. Mm. I've said it. And like we said, uh, January is a a big time for people divorcing or separating. And one thing that we've got to think about is maybe we're just going over a hill because mm. sometimes things are, are worth saving as well yeah sometimes things are worth saving like if it can be fixed why are you going to go and try and look for a newer model mm. like so it's it's like you've got to be really serious within your decision and is it it might just be a blip mm. that can be overcome yeah so not to make rash decisions just because it's a, a new year, new start. But then some people may want a new year, new start. New year, and that's new fine. me. That's right. New year, new me. So thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in today. Um, after us, you can catch DJ Laro from 8 till 10 with a vibe show. And please, 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 we ask you to check out the schedule because there is a live DJ that plays every single day here on All Flavors Radio. And also, if you are a presenter that would like to come on and do something with the station, please check out the the website, www.allflavorsradio.com. And 
leave a message and George, I'm sure we'll get back to you. Thank you, George, again. Going into our seventh year, All Flavours Radio, amazing. Seven is a really good number. Really good number. It means completeness. So that's wonderful. Saying hi to Pele. How are you doing, Pele? Thank you, all the chat room listeners. Thank you, LJ Original. And I guess all that we got left to say, naturally, Lily, eons, we will... See y'all on the other side. Precious moments here. 